0: You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. Welcome and thank you for joining me. I created this podcast along with everything I do at yourparentingmentor.com to support and inspire you to be the best parent you can be. I know for a fact and from experience that parenting was never meant to be done alone. From conception to preschool, My mission is to give you the tools, strategies, and knowledge to embrace and elevate your parenting experience. I'm dedicated to supporting, inspiring, and guiding you to nurture your child's immense potential with as much joy and ease as humanly possible. Make sure to take time to check out all of the resources I have gathered for you in the show notes, as well as on my website, yourparentingmentor.com. And be sure to get on my email list so you do not miss a single episode and other products and events I curate specifically for you. And please do not hesitate to reach out if you have any questions, concerns, or feedback. A warm welcome to you and thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Parenting. This is your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. And today I have the lovely Rhiannon Men, who um, is going to share a bit about her work, but I found her online and I just love what she is doing uh, with lasagna love. And so thank you so much for making the time to be with us today and to share about your passion and your work in the world.
1: Well, thank you, Jean-Marie, for having me. I'm excited to have a conversation with you.
0: Yes. So I always like to start with having my guests define what the art of parenting is to them.
1: So for me, I think I look at the art of parenting as part art and part science. I think the art part is providing guidance and opportunities for my kids to truly become themselves. And I I hope they become themselves in the framework of the values that I think are important. That's my bias. Um, But I think doing that truly is an art. How do you balance your own priorities as a parent and as a person walking through this world with who your child innately is and how can you cultivate that and honor who they are um, but still, make sure that they're growing up in the way that sort of you you envision them being kind and loving and caring and successful. So that's the art to me. I think the the science is everything that I read and digest about brain development and socio socio development and all of that. But um, the the art part is is I think what's most interesting to me.
0: Yes, and it is it is fascinating because, like you say, you know, we have our values and we want to. Make sure that they have the same, but you know is that is that fair somewhere I don't know
1: right, yeah, and and you know I think our bias uh, you know my my personal bias is that you know being kind and loving and generous and, and individual, individual and independent right is that is that what I think is going to make my children happy if they adopt those values, or is that what's made me happy and what's allowed me to find my place in the world, but is my role to teach them those values or to help them identify their own values um, and how those how their personal values can help help them on their individual journey.
0: Yeah, love that. It's
1: an interesting balance.
0: It is, it is. And so before we get uh, too involved in our conversation, I would love if you could share with our listeners uh, a bit about the work that you're doing today and just a a bit about yourself and how you came to do the work you're doing.
1: Certainly. Well, the work I do today, I very accidentally founded this beautiful nonprofit called Lasagna Love. And Lasagna Love at at its core is really a kindness movement, but what we do is we, uh, we match neighbors through home-cooked meal develop- delivery. So we have neighbors who love to cook and are passionate about helping their community, and they've signed up to volunteer. And then on the other side, we have um, people all over the states um, and Australia and Canada who, for one reason or another, could use the kindness um, and sustenance of a home-cooked meal. And we have a platform that matches those two groups together each week. And then um, we develop those community relationships where a volunteer will reach out directly to a recipient family um, and deliver a home cooked meal to their doorstep. So that's the core of what we do. Um, I think how I got there was was very much by accident. I'm happy to dive into the origin story if, if that's interesting. Uh,
0: yes, a little bit. I, I am kind of fascinated about how that came about.
1: So I think for me, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, back in 2020, I think we all had we all had different feelings when that pandemic started. And I, I've had conversations with people um, in the last few years. And you know, some people felt fear and some people felt anger and some people felt uncertain. Um, and my the, the sort of emotional home that I went to was this feeling of helplessness. And you know, how do I stand up for my community when there's no volunteer opportunities? They've all shut down. And what do people need right now? And how, how can I give that to them? And I, my sort of happy place is cooking. I've loved cooking since I was a little girl. I have some really fa- fabulous stories about almost exploding brownies in the microwave and um, putting a tablespoon of salt in pancakes. So my mom and I have been through many cooking journeys together. But you know, I think I turned to cooking because it did feel like this natural place that brought me happiness. And I just started posting on mom's groups on Facebook and saying, if you need a home cooked meal, let my toddler and I bring one to you. It would be you know, no questions asked, contactless and all of that. And 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 that really transformed into something much larger. And I think I didn't, I never expected there to be so many people coming out of the woodwork who identified with that same feeling of helplessness and who were looking for something to do. Um, but I was overjoyed that they did. And Lasagna Lip was born very organically out of just the, the genuine desire of, of, women and, and men to come together and support each other through this love of cooking.
0: And that's beautiful. I just love the way that you're matching up people who want to help with those who need that extra support. I mean, it, what, a, what a beautiful endeavor. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, thank you. It's, it's genuinely, it, it brings me pleasure every single day to know the impact that we're having.
0: Yeah. And, and so you were saying that you're, do you know, like, about how many meals are being served every week?
1: We sure we we are delivering, it depends on the week, but I would say an average of about 3000 families are being fed each week by our volunteers. So I think in the last under we've, we'll hit our three year anniversary at the end of this month, which is wonderful, but we've we fed over a million people, which is still mind blowing to me to say out loud.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is mind blowing. You can be very proud of, of this, big, this endeavor that, that to me, I love the way, and I love the way that you call it really a kindness movement because it really, that is exactly what it is. It's really came from the goodness of your heart of wanting to do something. And, and here you are doing beautiful work. So yeah. And I know also, I mean, we, we had talked a little bit offline about your uh, parenting and that you told me your children were in a Montessori school. Is that correct?
1: They are so. My oldest daughter, uh, who's school age is, uh, has been in a Montessori for the last year and a half, um, which has just been a really wonderful experience for her.
0: And how did how did you find Montessori? Or were you did you know about it? Were you searching for it? How how did that come about?
1: We were looking for something that felt like the right fit for her, and um, there's a you know a handful of options where we live. Um, but, a, a, a good friend of ours, um, his, his daughters are in Montessori and have been for years. And he had just really loved the, the framework and the approach. And as I started digging into it, it, it felt so authentic to my own experience. So I was, I was actually homeschooled growing up, um, for a number of years. And, you know, I don't remember there, you know, we my mom and I never talked about, you know, Montessori versus Waldorf versus all these different sort of frameworks for education, but when I read more about the Montessori approach, it felt so much like my own childhood um, that I, I really resonated. You know, the whole, the idea of, you know, the child is an individual and follow the child and, you know, the, instilling that love of learning, um, which to me is is part of, it's a very strong part of my identity. And so to be able to put my daughter in a, in a place where I felt like she would really flourish in those ways, uh, just was a, a sort of a natural fit. Um, and so and and it has been she, uh, just watching her grow over the last year and a half has been absolutely wonderful.
0: Oh, that's delightful. And and it's it's interesting how you say that it was, you know, a resemblance of your own childhood because for me it's very when you look into it you know there there's definitely you know backed by science and so forth but it's very intuitive it's very like oh yeah sure that makes sense of <laughs> course you know it's like <laughs> duh but, but 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 I think we just stepped away you know so far away from it with conventional education and you know separating our children because of their you know birthdays and and having them sit still and all of this which is not what children should be doing. So, so I'm glad you found it.
1: Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I think you know, especially as I think about you know my my children's experience volunteering with Lasagna Love, you know, one of the things that I loved about Montessori and my own experience was this ability to learn through experience, to learn by doing, to learn values through projects, to learn skills through projects, rather than you know, I think there's there's value to the the book learning piece of things, but to really put that into practice, um, and so. You know, to, to give my daughter those experiences in school, but also out of school. You know, as as a parent, we're always trying to look for look for ways that um, that she can have these 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 life experiences that that teach her what she what she needs to learn. And, and lasagna was a, a big part of that even before Montessori, where you know she would cook with me. I mean, every time, every week, we would make lasagnas and. We were learning things like how do you measure? You know, what does one cup mean? What is a tablespoon? What if we're multiplying the recipe? So there were some really tactical math skills. But then this, you know, what does it mean to be a part of a community? And what does it mean to to help people when they've fallen down? And what's our responsibility as 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 individuals that are part of that community? Um, and and teaching her the sort of a, a, a framework for that, and and that's now part of her language, and it has been since she was she was, since she was three years old, and that's been just a really fun thing to watch and I think it's I think it's also been become a part of the sort of lasagna love culture is there are a lot of families that participate with their children um, because they saw me doing that in the beginning
0: right and to me I mean I know I'm a big big advocate with having children be involved with what mm-hmm. you're already doing right so you yeah. you brought the children into this this project and they're they're cooking with you they're delivering with you I mean what a beautiful experience it is for them to, to be a part of this uh, project. Yeah. And so um, I know I I was kind of looking on your website. I know you have another website uh, called Good to Mama, which I'm interested, like, how did that uh, evolve? Because I know you were, you were kind of describing that you realize that if you were good to yourself and caring for yourself, you were able to better show up, right? And I think that that is something that kind of gets lost when, um, I think, especially for mothers, when we, you know, when we bring home a baby, and we're, we're just so enamored with them and wanting to take care of them and do everything, we tend to, you know, fall to the wayside um, so how, how did that come about, and, and what made you create that?
1: Well, what you're how you're describing it just it absolutely resonates. So I think I think I found, and I, I found this less with my with my first child. I think I walked through the same experience, but didn't really recognize it. But then when my when my middle son was born, I just felt this loss of identity, and you know I think as as Many, I'm, I'm going to presume here, as many young mothers do, we sort of feel like we're alone, right? I'm, I'm the only person going through this. Um, motherhood is beautiful, but it can also be isolating because you are—you're at home with this, you're at home with a baby, you're the number one, typically the number one caregiver. Especially, you know, I was breastfeeding, so I was a- attached all the time and not sleeping at night, and and it's sort of, it sort of—it can, it can be, it can be isolating, even if even if you have friends who are sort of walking through the same thing at a, at a similar time. And so, um, I, I just. When I finally sort of came out of it and started talking to other moms and realizing I wasn't the only one who had this experience of who am I am I am I am I now just a mom am I a mom and I, you know I still have this business am I a mom and these other things that I feel like I used to be you know am I still a friend am I still a daughter and I just I, I knew I needed to change something to sort of feel whole again and I went through this reflective process and really just started understanding what are the things that I needed to, to fill my cup. Right. It sounds so cliche. You know, when your cup is full, then you can help others, but it's, I think it's cliche for a reason. And simple things, simple things like, okay, well, I used to exercise all the time and I, and now I don't have time to do that. Well, I have to make time because if I'm not exercising and and taking care of my body, I don't have the energy to be present with my children. Or, uh, you know, I really need that, you know, one night a week where I'm out with my girlfriends, or I really need to make time to like connect with my mom by phone and like have those conversations. So, what are the things I was doing before? I was a mom that really helped me feel full and whole. And how can I make sure to bring those back into my schedule? And I, I think um, there's this, especially in the United States, and this isn't my bias, but it's the experience that I've lived, I feel like there's this, this pressure on moms that we sort of have to go it alone and and do it all and like and, and and give up everything for our children. And I think the challenge is that, you know, if 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 I'm sacrificing everything and not taking care of myself, I'm actually not a very good parent. You know, I tend to and even even now I recognize if I'm not sleeping well or not eating well or not doing the things that fill my cup I tend to be shorter with my kids I'm not as aware of their needs I'm not able to be as present and so you know by taking care of myself first on the surface that sounds selfish but truly it makes me better at taking care of the people around me um, and it took me so long to go through this journey, and and after talking with other moms who who had had the same experience, but and some some had sort of had made it to the other side, and some were still struggling. I thought, well, if my experiences and my stories can help empower other moms to really own their ability to to, to be good to themselves and to and to not feel guilt around that, like I wanted to share my story, and that's how Good to Mama was born, just as me writing you know, every week, like, Hey, here's what I went through. Here's what I walked through. Here's what I learned, you know, putting it out into the world and, and hoping that it helped at least one mom, um, just, just feel better or take better care of themselves. Long answer to your question. I know.
0: No, 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 no. And it's a beautiful answer. And, and you're, I'm sure helping more than one mom. I think it's, it's, you know, like you say, it is, so isolating, uh, and I know I remember with my second, I was actually living here in the U.S. I had moved from France, so I was completely alone, <laughs> and 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 it was it was yeah, it was tough, and and you know I wish I had had maybe other you know other women, other moms that were kind of going through the same thing, and that we could you know help each other, um, but but yeah and 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 our society has made it that we are so isolated, you know, we think we're connected because there's the internet and and all of this, but we're we're you know parenting in total isolation, which is not natural, like it's not meant to be that way,
1: well, and it's funny you mentioned the internet because i I feel like there's so much content out there and and you've probably had this you know the late net experience where you know, you're a new mom, you're, you're up in the middle of the night with the baby, and then you start Googling all sorts of things. And, and you know, what what I, what I find is a lot of how-tos and, you know, how to do this, how to do that, um, what not to do, how to keep your baby safe, you know, right feeding schedule, right nap schedules. There, there's all of these recommendations and things you, I'm going to put air quotes, you know, should be doing or shouldn't be doing. But there's less out there about just saying, hey, mom, like, it's okay. It's okay you know, we've all walked through this and you're going to get to the other side. And hey, by the way, if like, if you need to take an hour to just, you know, go have a nap or get a massage or, you know, or go have a cocktail with a friend, like, do it, because that's just as important to parenting as taking care of your kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, And it's interesting when you said, you know, staying up and and looking Google, I I will age myself, but I do not have Google. So (laughs) <laughs> I did not it's go through through that, so <laughs> I think it is because as you were saying it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that must be even more stressful, right?" There's to so have all of there, right, yeah, and just like you know, kind of scary things, and and you know, I've noticed it with my work. You know, when I've posted something. I don't know about starting solids or something. Like there's, there's, you know, this backlash of like, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're doing this or that. And, and it's like, no, I was just sharing some information. So I cannot imagine being in a place where you're kind of seeking support and, and just. Mm, information, but I, I think it's more not information, but just more of um how I can't think of the word. It's it's more like support, right? Like you're 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 on the right path. It's okay. This is this is normal. And then you get, you know, you get thrown all of these ideas that it might be scary or that you're doing the wrong thing, or so. I'm glad I did not have it. <laughs> actually,
1: I'm noticing this thread through our conversation that I, I, it hasn't been explicit, but you know, we talked about values in the beginning and how do we instill values in our children, and then you know, the values of lasagna love and the values of, of, of good to mom are very similar in that you know something that I, th- I, I personally think is important is one of the values I carry is this idea of zero judgment, right? In lasagna love, there's no qualifier to why. Someone would need a meal. We say the only qualifier is that you were brave enough to raise your hand. Like that's enough for us. And that doesn't work for all volunteers. You know, some volunteers really just want to give to people who are experiencing X. And that and that's fine. And there are other opportunities for them. But, you know, lasagna love is very much around empowering everyone and this idea of, you know, you can need a meal for any reason and that's fine. We're not going to judge you based on why you came to us. Um, and I think there's that idea of zero judgment in good to mama, which is. You can choose to breastfeed or not to breastfeed. You can choose to introduce solids early or late. You can choose to use peanut puffs or wait until a year. You know, you could whatever. And, and it's, it's the idea is that the, none, like none of those are wrong choices. And, and the, the important thing is that, you know, you're making the decision that's right for you in the moment and that you have confidence that because you made that choice, it is naturally the right choice because you are the only person that knows yourself and your child and there, I feel like that's where so much guilt comes into play is around, well, but this person says this, and this person said this, and am I doing the right thing? And, and just having a space where it can be like, hey, here's, like you're saying, here's some information. You can use it or not. It doesn't mean it's right, but here's information for you to digest. But there's no judgment based on the choice that you make, because only you can make that choice for your family.
0: Right. And I think you know what I'm hearing, too, is that we have to trust ourselves, like trust our own choices. And I think that that's where maybe we, you know, when, when we talk about the internet and this, you know, overwhelm of information, sometimes we tend to forget to tune in and like trust our own mama heart and our own mama instinct that is very, very strong.
1: Yeah. I think there's this mixed misconception that the answer is out there. And the answer isn't out there. The information is out there, but the answer is within you.
0: Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, and and I, I, I have to also kind of uh, ask about traveling because I know that on your blog, you talked about, um, you know, living in a minivan with your children. Is that something that is still happening or is that... Um, done done with
1: <laughs> yeah um so my my husband i'm not going to say suffer cuz that's not the right verb my husband um uh ha- has a strong case of wanderlust and always has and so you know we found ourselves tra- traveling a lot even even with little kids um so we did we spent we spent um i want to say 3 months in a camper van driving across country with two little kids and i was pregnant with our third um, and we i mean we've moved around a bunch and i think we're we're thinking in may we'll we'll head back to the mainland and and spend some time in a camper van again um which is the first time we'll have done it with three kids but yeah it's it's just a really we love traveling and we love for ourselves but also um for our kids to just experience everything right to experience different cultures and you know you can think about culture as Traveling internationally and speaking a different language, but I mean, there's there's a variety of cultures just across the U.S. and the experience of being in, you know, the Southwest versus New England versus Hawaii versus the Midwest versus you know the mountains and and lakes and and just opening their eyes to all those all the different people they meet and um, all the different landscapes they get to see. And it's really wonderful to watch them just grow and have that awe um, at a young age. It's also a big challenge to to travel with like that many little kids.
0: <laughs> I, I was going to say, and you know, so so one just to to talk about the awe, uh, for me, traveling with children is so beautiful because you get to kind of re experience the world through their eyes. Um, and I know like, t- if you do travel internationally too, it can bring on like very different experiences uh, that you would have, you know, if you were traveling just with adults. Because, um, and, and I'm just going to give an example. My, my mother used to be in uh, Mali. She was a Peace Corps country director in Mali. So we had gone to visit her. And my nephews, I remember, were quite young at the time. And any time we entered a village with them, all of the children would come to be with them and they would start playing soccer. And it was just like such a beautiful, you know, gathering of of children that I don't think we would have had had we been traveling just as adults.
1: Yeah, I love that. You're so right.
0: So it's a very, very different experience. and And I'm, you know, I'm a big advocate for traveling, for travel, you know, Uh, period. But to travel with children, I think it's a beautiful experience. Um, And you say it's hard. So I'd love to know, like, would you if there's anybody listening to us thinking like, oh, my gosh, I miss traveling, I want to travel, but my children are young. Uh, You know, I don't know how to do it. Would you have like any words of advice of when is a good time? Is there ever, you know,
1: so I would say anytime is a good time. I, I would actually say, and, and I'm going to call myself out it, that I shouldn't have said it's hard. And I say that because I think the number one thing for me about traveling with children is mindset. And- if, if, you, if I walk into it saying, oh my gosh, you know I'm going to be in a camper van with three kids. This is going to be so hard. There's not a lot of space. We can't bring a lot of their toys and they're going to keep each other awake. You know That expectation is going to become reality because where you, where you sort of put that energy is, is what's going to happen. But if I walk into it saying, oh my gosh you know, we're going to take this camper van trip and it's going to be amazing. And they're not going to have all their toys, which means they get to play outside and we're all going to be in the same space. So we'll get to hang out together and like maybe have some really cool conversations at night instead of going to bed early. Those those are two very different interpretations of the exact same um, situation. And so I if I'm walking into something and I catch myself saying this because, you know, I think as parents, we all are like, oh my gosh, is this going to be challenging? You know, if I have to take a flight with all three kids by myself or whatever it is, I'll catch myself saying, oh, this is hard. How am I going to do this? And reframe that into what about this is going to be incredible and how can we make this a success? And I think, and that takes practice for sure. I'm not going to say, you know I. I do it every time, or you know, but but the more that that you can set your own expectations that it's going to be easy, um, the more that actually it feels easy in, re- in reality. I think there's some tactical things you can do to make it easy, but I think mindset is is a really big part of it.
0: It's a huge part of it, and and I really appreciate you sharing that because it's really about how we're stepping into a- any experience, right? Even, even, you know, I do some work a- as a birth doula. And just, just recently, I had a, you know, mom, first, first child, you know, she was going into this, like, it's going to be excruciating, and it's going to be hard. And I was like, well, let's, let's reframe this. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it, and it ended up being a beautiful birth, she didn't, you know, need any type of, of uh, pain medicine, whatever, like she was a rock star. But you know it was really a yeah. work to me on on that whole mindset and so so you you talk about the mindset for traveling with young children any any maybe you know one or two tactical points that you might want to share with our listeners
1: yeah i think i think it depends on the travel right but you know anywhere you're traveling i think think about what your children truly need or what you truly need like what are the things that are really going to make it easy for you right if that's you know, well, I know, you know, I know I have this double decker stroller and it weighs a million pounds, but, you know, you know, my my kid like won't go on trips without it or like doesn't like the carry. If like that's the thing you need to bring, even if it's challenging to get it on the plane, like bring it if you know it's going to make it easier. Um, you know, so, so think about the things like the items that that. Might make your might make your journey easier um, because, because and, and that's different for everybody, right? And I, I think I have a couple of different blog posts on be good to mama. One that talks about traveling in a camper van. One that tra- talks about like traveling Airbnb with little kids and like my list of what I, I decided to bring. Um, so it's like might be a good place for somebody to start, but also just you know think through think through your own your 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 own house and and what you might want to bring. Um, and then I think you know and you mentioned earlier you know, a piece of the Montessori approach um, to parenting is, you know, having kids be a part of your experience. So I think there's I think there's a place for both in travel, right? What can you do along the way that would be really exciting for your kids? Um, and my husband will point this out. You know, I'll I'll drive from Boston down to my parents' house in North Carolina. It's a you know six ends up being sixteen hours in the car, and I just want to like haul and go. And my husband's like, we should probably stop at a playground some way through just to make it a little easier. So, you know, I think it's what can you do as part of your travel that would be really good for your, and an exciting uh, time for your kids, but also what do you want to do? What do you want to get out of travel that maybe isn't traditionally thought of as a kid experience, but your kids would actually really, really enjoy? So we know we've done a lot of hiking, we've done a lot of, you know, water sports um, and things that maybe you wouldn't think your kid would want to go in a carrier on a five mile hike through Sedona, Arizona, but they actually loved it. You know, they, we got to look at, Uh, you know, rock formations and different plants and, um, and understand geology and, and, and just, you know, even though it's not, quote unquote, a a kid event, like, you know, say Disney World, um, they still got a lot, they still really, really enjoyed it. And they got to enjoy it with you instead of sort of enjoying it on their own. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, totally, totally. And for me, I'm, I think that that is more kid friendly than Disneyland, to be honest. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Place <laughs> for both, right? But yeah, you know, like, like make sure you make sure you're, everybody's getting something out of the travel experience.
0: Yeah, I feel sometimes that Disneyland is more for the parents than it is for the children. It's just like so overstimulating. Um, yeah, like parents seem to have adults seem to have way more fun there. But um, yeah, that's wonderful. And to me, I mean, they are you know they're such. Natural lovers of nature and exploring and all of that, like, you know, why not do it at this age when they are young and so eager to to explore? So um, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, so, any anything else that you'd like to share about? I know we've kind of gone a little bit all over the place because you're just a fascinating <laughs> human being and you're doing so many wonderful things. But any kind of, I don't know, words that you would like to leave our listeners with today?
1: Thank goodness, I, I, I mean, I, I, so many. But, but I, I'm trying to think of like the one nugget. I, I think one thing I would say that we haven't really Touched on, but I think is related is um, if you're if you're a new parent or an early parent, you know the thing that's been helpful for me is I learned not to walk into parenting with expectations, uh, both of myself and of my kids, um, and, and I found early on that when I had expectations, I. Very quickly realized that expectations don't line up with reality because every parent is different, every kid is different. I changed so much as a mom and the things that I thought I wanted that the kind of parent I thought I wanted to be or expected myself to be was very different from the reality. Um, and I think that goes a long way towards sort of honoring yourself and being good to yourself is you know if you if you don't have these strong expectations of yourself or the people that you're that you're caring for, um, everybody can just sort of grow. In the way that's best for them, without feeling that that guilt or that, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll leave it at that. I think that's I think that's something that's been really helpful for me.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I appreciate that because the 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 expectations that we put on ourselves or especially our children uh, can definitely backfire because it's it's not reality for sure. Um, and and this and this you might have answered through through what you just said, but I, I always like to kind of wrap up with a more personal question, if I may. Sure. And that is, uh, you said you have three children. How, how old is your eldest, your daughter?
1: She'll be six next week.
0: Okay. So if you were to think back to seven years ago when you were expecting her, so expecting your first child, Any wise words you would have liked to tell yourself knowing all that you know today?
1: That's, uh, that probably is the one you're right. I probably did just answer that question is, is, you know, don't have expectations. Um, But I I think I would also say, you know, since we, since we already sort of talked about that is, you know, if I were to tell myself before I had children is um, continue to be, Kind to yourself. Don't lose yourself in the process, uh, because your your children will be happier with you as a mom who can model for them how to take care of yourself and love yourself and be kind to yourself. And I, I think that's I think that's something that's truly important in parenting is is not not always modeling being selfless for your kids, but modeling for your children, especially especially for me with daughters, modeling how to prioritize myself when it's important, so that she has that for when she's older, and, and learning how to navigate her own place in the world.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And and what a beautiful role model uh, you're being for your daughter for, for all three children. For the, So thank you for that. Well, thank and you would, so much.
1: Yes, I said I would be remiss if I didn't make a small plug for if, if you know, if you are looking for ways to teach your children how to be part of um, their communities and how to give back and how to contribute and how to sort of Find that kindness. Um, you know, we love families that that volunteer together and and teach their kids generosity and kindness through through cooking and, th- and serving. Uh, but also I would say if there's any moms out there listening who um, you know are are walking through a point where you might need a culinary hug, no matter what that reason might be, feel free to to join us as a recipient family too.
0: Wonderful. Yes. And I'll have all of those links in the show notes. So uh, please do reach out. Uh, Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for making the time to come on the Art of Parenting and sharing your journey.
1: Thank you, Jean-Marie. It was a pleasure.
0: Have you been searching for the owner's manual to your child? Or did you just misplace it? Are you tired of trying to figure out this whole parenting puzzle, not knowing what to do when it comes to tantrums, hitting or biting, sibling rivalry, potty training, proper sleep habits, or just plain wanting a better relationship with your child? You know, I've been at this for a while now and wanted to share my own parenting manual. It's called The Parenting School, and I've created it with you in mind. Give your child and yourself the gift of mindful parenting in just a few short weeks and discover all the tools you'll ever need to parent without losing your patience, giving in, or worrying that you're messing up. If you're yearning to be more patient and present with your child while finding balance in your own life, then you already know that you need effective parenting tools and ongoing support you know you weren't meant to be raising children alone. And you probably already know that having the right parenting tools during moments of conflict is the key to staying grounded, responding with empathy, and strengthening your parent-child relationship. You've probably sensed that you'd be a more confident parent parents if you had a like-minded community supporting and encouraging you. Your skills have gotten you this far, But most days, you still feel like you're making it up as you go. So here's what I've got for you. Reliable parenting principles that will allow you to finally set boundaries you can confidently uphold, communicate effectively with your child, declutter your home to enhance your child's independence, learning, and family harmony, and find more time to do the things you love this is what the parenting school is all about. During this digital parenting course, you'll get weekly modules with lessons focused on key areas to get you where you want to be. These modules come packed full of video tutorials, journal prompts, actionable activities, expert interviews, and more, as well as weekly Lifeline group mentoring calls where I answer your questions personally plus a virtual village with like-minded parents supporting each other during this deep-dive parenting intensive. I'll also include some extra special bonuses to keep you inspired and motivated along the way. So if this sounds too good to be true and you're ready to up-level your parenting skills, as well as your family's well-being, head on over to The Parenting School at voilamontessori.com slash tps dash enroll that's tps for the parenting school dash enroll to learn more about the, all the benefits of this fabulous interactive digital course i've created just for you and by the way i've also added the link in the show notes for you looking forward to supporting you and your family hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Art of Parenting podcast. And if you did, please share it with your loved ones and make sure to leave a review so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.